Hello, Flynnvar here. So, we're on this trip to the hives where Karen's from, and we finally met this guy that Murphy, uh, Gleevils, has been trying to track down, Jesus Diamondheart. He seems keen to make a deal, which bodes well for our lecherman stocks when we get back to the city. He sent us on a mission to clear up a spot of bother for him in his transport routes, but when we got there, it was a massive spider's nest. One of the crawlers tried to eat me, but luckily my friends wouldn't let anything bad happen to me, so we took the fight to them. Hiya! We were doing great, and then this half-drow, half-spider creature appeared and started shooting arrows at us. I swear, sometimes my life would have been less violent if I'd sat in the military. Oh yeah, and Alakas threw fire at the thing, and it turns out this room has one of those white doors in it. I wonder where it goes. and welcome to the Terrible Adventures of the Janice and Breffords Parchment Company, episode 29. We're up to part 7 of our Hivewood Bound arc. My name is Penny D. I will be your dungeon manager today. And my weird phobia, I'm scared of motorcycles. I don't want to be on a motorcycle. I never want to ride a motorbike. I don't mind the four wheelers so much. But the thing is, is that don't be like, hey Penny, you want to jump on the back? Because I will stare at you. And then I'll turn around and I'll run away blowing my safety whistle. And that will be the last time you ever see me. <laughs> is that just because you've got really weird, really bad balance? Or is it? <laughs> I'm not sure. I just, like, ask my partner. I am just afraid of motorcycles. <laughs> I'm very it's loud. <laughs> if I could logic through what it was, I probably would be less scared of them. But I haven't yet. So there we are. Hi, I am Poppy. I play Idafer, the tiefling rogue, and I'll be real with you. I don't think I actually have this fear, but it is a little bit worrying. Anatidophobia, which is the fear that somewhere a duck is staring at you. Um, and in honesty, if there is a duck staring at me, I'm a little bit terrified. Or more so if it was a goose, because they really are awful. How did you find that at goose arc then? <laughs> <laughs> As we've discussed earlier, when a goose is watching you, you've got things to worry about. So, absolutely. Is it a specific one specific duck or is it just any duck? So, um, in honesty, this fear isn't, I don't think it's actually a legitimate fear. Like, if there's a book of phobias, I don't know if this is in it, but it was part of a comic by um, Gary Larson, who I don't know. Yes, yes. Yes. Oh, who's Gary Larson? Uh, Gary Larson? Uh, isn't that, isn't he the Farside Club? He's the Farside yeah. guy. Yeah, he's yeah. the Farside, Farside yeah. yeah. All right, well, here I am. <laughs> Hi, I'm Liz, and I play Karen, your favourite wolf barbarian. And my weird phobia is moths, butterflies, and very small flappy birds, because they move in 3D, and I don't trust them. <laughs> flappy bird, which is in 2D. <laughs> You think about how bad Flappy Bird was, yeah. and then you think of that in a 3D space. There, there we no, are. No, you're right. I hate <laughs> it. Yeah. My name is Stephanie, and I play Frankie, your average human artificer science guy. I have two phobias, actually. One is moths. Not butterflies, just moths, because their wings are all dusty, and they just flap in your face. And, and the other one is... Blowing up balloons. Oh. 
I can handle, I, I can play with them like, once they're all done, but I don't like blowing them up because I'm afraid they're going to pop in my face and I die. It's a oh, very it's... unique sensation, and I kind of, like, it doesn't, I don't share that, but I kind of get it. I kind of get it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. It's the tension. It's the tension. Yes. It's not, yes. it's not like yes. a fun tension, like sexual tension. It's a bad tension. It's a bad tension. <laughs> like, could this balloon pop? Who knows? <laughs> I'm going to assume that you also hate it when balloons pop, because that is yeah. the worst part yeah. of balloons. Yeah, I also... Also, don't like that either with the, the the noise, and then sometimes it it stings if it hits you. So it's just not a good time all around. And then you have to think about all the spit that's coming out of the balloon. You know, you I know, never thought about that, but now I will. Thank you for that. Yeah, cool. Yeah. You're yeah, welcome. Now I have a new phobia. Thanks, Liz. Especially during now, you know, like the the Backstreet Boys reunion tour. It's not a great mm. time. It's not a great time. Yeah. <laughs> Kia ora, I'm Nathan, your friendly uh, favourite salesman, Finvar the Halfling Bard. So my phobias would be, so I, I don't like insects on me at all, or too near me, just not my jam. I think they're cool, but from afar. Understandable. But also a really irrational one is, <laughs> and I've never been in a shape this since my grandparents' house when I was a kid, but, you know, the fact that someone might be under open staircases and just grab your ankle. Ugh, no. Yeah. Did your grandparents do that to you? No, they just had creepy basement stairs and I had aunties that joked about it. Oh, <laughs> no. It'll just be Harry Potter, you know? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, take me to take me to magic school. Oh, no. It's late. I'm British. PM <laughs> <laughs> <am> scans. <laughs> All right. So this isn't a unique and reasonable phobia podcast. This is a D&D podcast. <laughs> How do we all feel about continuing the adventure and uh, getting through this combat that we're currently in? I feel so good about that. Let's do it. All right, so I'm just going to do a little recap because we're currently halfway through combat and, you know, we, we've talked about this, but I'm just going to make sure that we all have the same information. And for the audience, too. Thanks, audience, for being part of this combat that we're halfway through. <laughs> so we're currently on... A 60-foot diameter island that is surrounded by lava on all sides. Uh, at the far, far north of the island is a lava waterfall that is slowly trickling down and then splitting and going around this little land island that we have. The land island, aside from one 30-foot circle, is covered in spider webs. Uh, and as usually follows spider webs, there are spiders also on the island, some of which are dead, some of which are alive. Uh, there was an Etacap, he's dead, uh, and at the very sort of top of the island is a structure that juts sort of up uh, that we now know underneath the spiderwebs that cover it, there is a white wooden door framed by stone pillars. Sitting on top of that is a half drow, half spider drider, if you will, uh, creature <laughs> that is cackling madly and shooting arrows at you all. Uh, a few updates on statuses. The spider that is currently near Karen is poisoned, or was poisoned, thanks to Hans. The other spider is currently near Alicast, and Alicast is sort of grappling with that. In the center of your guys' space, Ido and Frankie are next to Murphy, who's currently in his safety bubble. And I think that's about it. Did I, did I miss anything, team? A couple of us have fairy fire. Yes. yes. So everyone except for Flynn and Alicast are currently affected by fairy fire. 
And I oh, believe no. Karen is currently webbed. Yes, Karen, you are currently uh, webbed up from one of the spider's webbing attacks. Yes. So, uh, speaking of which, Karen, you're up first. Oh, no. Uh, why don't you go ahead and take your turn. Okay, I guess I'll use my bonus action to try and break free of the webbing. That's a full action. It's a full action. Yeah. I guess I'll use my full action to break free of the webbing. <laughs> Is that a strength check? Yeah, DC 12 strength check. Go ahead. Uh, if DC you're currently raging, you do have advantage. Oh, I am currently raging, I believe. Mm, yes, I am currently raging, which means I have advantage. And that means I will be spending another Electrum to keep it going. So that is a 22 to yeah, break easy. free. You, you absolutely just hulk out and just bust out of this web cocoon that you're in. Great work. Do you have any bonus actions that you'd like to use on your turn? Ooh. Or movement? No, I'm not going to move, but... Remember, you are within the burn space, so you're within the area that is not difficult terrain. So you could move closer to the drider, you could move closer to the party. You also have a spider that is right next to you, so... The spider is right next, right there, right there. So I believe I will just stay here and keep the spider occupied, but I will burn another Electra to keep raging because Karen is angry. Is that the end of your turn? Yeah, that's the end of my turn. Yeah, so after Karen is Frankie. So Frankie would like to attempt to get closer to Karen. Cool. You've got about 15 feet or maybe 10 feet of movement through difficult terrain before you can make it to the plain terrain zone. Spend 20 feet of movement and then you'll be in the you'll be in the good zone. Yeah, so I just want to use all my movement to get as close to Karen as I can. And then I want to well, attempt to uh, fire my crossbow at the spider that's next to Karen. Cool. Go ahead and roll me an attack roll. Okay. Get it, Frankie. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a nine. Oh. <laughs> uh, nine does not hit, unfortunately. Do you have a second attack or a bonus action that you'd like to use? No, I do not. <laughs> so uh, that is the end of your turn then, Frankie? Yes. Cool. Okay. Next up is Flynn. So Flynn's going to also move to the right towards Karen and the spider. So that's... That's 10 feet of difficult movement, which is 20 feet worth of movement for you because of the difficult terrain. And then you've got five feet that you can move around within the safety zone. Cool. 25 is my max. If I have enough space, can I move to hide behind Karen? You don't have the ability. Like, so that's as far as you can go. You okay, can't cool. hide yeah. behind Karen. It's, well, you, well, you're hiding behind Karen for the spider, but you are currently sheltering uh, Frankie uh, from the drider. Okay, well then, can I, I I don't want to move past... I want to share a space with Frankie, actually, because I'm tiny, right? I can do that. I'm, I'm small, I can do that, right? Yeah, I'll allow that. I'll allow that. Cool. And you're, gonna, you're using your action to hide behind Frankie, is that right? Actually, I want to use my action to cast inspiration on Frankie. Oh, thank you. There's your bonus action. Oh, that's my bonus. Mm. Yeah, uh, Bardic is a bonus action. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, <laughs> I can do something else. Okay. Then I will like use my action to hide behind Frankie and then at the same time be like, you got this, buddy. <laughs> thank you, big guy. <laughs> okay. Give him a pat on the leg. So that is your turn? Yeah. So Frankie, you get a D8 to use to help you with your rolls, which in- I think includes saving. Well, thank you. Right, it is the Drider's turn. The Drider is going to uh, shoot three longbow attacks. Uh, the first one, it is going to aim for Alicast. That is a 17 plus 6, so that's going to hit Alicast. Uh, so that is going to be 
1d8 plus 3 piercing damage and then 1d8 poison damage. So that is going to be... That's something I suppose. Uh, there's going to be 5 piercing damage from the bow on Elcast as she takes a pretty hefty bow hit and 4 poison damage which is halved because she's a dwarf. So that's going to be a total of 7 damage. The next uh, one is coming for Idafa, who I believe is currently taking cover behind the bubble. Is that right? That's correct. Oh. Good luck hitting me. That's going to cancel the advantage that it has on you because of fairy fire. Uh, it got a natural one. Yay! Uh, so how am I going to run this? It uh, somehow it flew back get, into okay. its eye. It, it doesn't get its third foot. attack. That's the penalty I'm going to give it, uh, is that it misses its third bow shot automatically. That's the dryad's action. It just shot a couple of arrows and, and hit Alicast and sort of fumbled a bit against trying to shoot Idafa behind the bubble. Uh, Murphy's like, yeah, come get some, but please don't. <laughs> uh, next up is going to be Murphy. Murphy is going to, he's still in his bubble. Uh, he is going to use an action to attempt to push the bubble forwards due to his, due to the fact that it's in the, he's going to have disadvantage on an athletics check. Possible for Ida to help him? You would have to do that on your turn, I think. Okay. Well, well, we can put it this way. He can hold the action to move the bubble on the, basically, and he'll use that action when someone tries to help him. How does that sound? Yeah, that sounds good. Cool. Right, so he's going to hold his action until someone tries to help him move. Next up is Idafa. Okay. It would take my full turn to help him move, wouldn't it? So you could use your action. Basically, you would give Murphy advantage on trying to move the bubble forwards, and it would move forwards 15 feet. Okay, that one, two, three. Now, yeah, I'll definitely do that. So Ida is going to be like, all right, Murphy, let's go. Cool. And he'll push from the back. It's more fun if you get to roll. So go ahead and roll me uh, an athletics check with advantage. All right. Go. Six. <laughs> the bubble only moves forward five feet. Okay, well, that's uh, better than nothing, I guess. Yeah, sorry. With the spider webs, it's just really tough to do. Yeah. Uh, spiders are going to be next. The one next to Karen is going to, he's going to try and recharge his web. So he's going to roll a d6 to try and recharge his webbing. So the, that, that one does not recharge, successfully recharge his webbing. So he's just going to go for a bite attack against Karen. Karen, uh, are you, you're affected by fairy fire right now, right? I am. You're correct. Cool. So he's going to have advantage on this. Uh, that's 15 to hit on the first one. Does that hit you? Oh, that does hit me. Cool, and I'll just roll again. No, second one wasn't a net 20, so that's fine. Uh, this is going to be 1d8 plus 3 piercing damage. If you are raging, you obviously get to half this. Yes, I do get to half it. So that's 4 piercing damage that you can half down to 2. Can you please make me a DC 11 con saving throw? Okay. To avoid being poisoned, I'm, I'm a dwarf. I get advantage on that. Cool, yeah, sweet. DC 11 uh, con saving throw at advantage. <laughs> that is... Oh my god, that's a 13. Yeah, Very lucky. so you pass. So you take half as much damage. So I'm going to give you, because you saved and you have resistance, you're taking quarter damage from this poison damage. Beautiful. So three, <laughs> because it only got three on poison damage, I'm actually going to say zero. I'm going to say zero because you had the, you've got a lot of reasons to not take poison damage. So that's fine, you take zero. Yeah, Karen just toughs it out. It's all the essential oils she uses. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> it's a detox tea. 
the second spider is going to move around Alakast without moving outside of Alakast's attack range and is going to first of all try to recharge its webbing, which it does not do, uh, and then it is going to try and bite Idafa. Idafa, are you currently affected by Fury Fire? I am. Cool, that's advantage. That's a nat 20. Son of the dingus. <laughs> So uh, this is going to be 2d8 plus 3 piercing damage, oh. 13 piercing damage. Oh, for goodness sake. And can you also please make me a DC 11 constitution saving throw? Dear, okay. Come on, baby. Yeah, 13! Very well done. Uh, so they're going to take half damage on this poison damage, which is going to be 7 in total. So you're going to take 3 poison damage as well. So like 16 in total? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, my heart. Uh, Alakast is back up. Alakast is going to do a uh, pickaxe attack against the spider. Kill it, kill it, kill it, kill it. <laughs> that hits. That is a 14 plus 3. That's a hit. And it is going to be 1d6 plus 2. Max damage is 8 damage on that spider, which unfortunately not enough to kill it at this point, but it did take a good hit from that. Uh, so that is Alakast's turn uh does elicast have any bonus actions that they want to do no no just just a pickaxe uh cool we're back to karen okay so i've got something very specific i'd like to do let's hear it baby i have a couple of questions for you baby yeah okay we go. <laughs> okay uh how tall is the structure that the drider is on top of uh, it is 15 feet tall and it is standing on top of it okay cool fantastic 15 foot tall love that now Karen can jump 11 feet high assuming that she takes a run up of at least 10 feet yeah she can also jump 30 feet long <laughs> assuming she takes a run up of at least 10 feet oh my would God. you let me make oh lice <laughs> so so if you get a 10 foot run up then you get a 30 foot jump yeah <laughs> a 30 foot long 10 foot 11 foot high yeah that's amazing would you let me make a athletics roll to jump the 15 feet all up if I don't do the full 30 foot long jump. Because what I'd like to do is I would like to jump around about, uh, let me see, if I make a run for 5, 10, 15, 20. Yeah. So I'm running for 20 feet and then I'm going to be jumping for 10. So basically you want to jump up to the drider based on this 20 foot run up. Yes, I want to jump up next to the drider. Roll me an athletics check. I'm going to make the DC 15. If you can be a DC 15 athletics check, with, uh, which I guess you have advantage on because you're raging. Yes. Then yes, this, this sounds fantastic. Absolutely. Oh, oh, I'm so excited. Don't forget to make an attack opportunity against me for the spider. But Thank I'm you very much. I will do that. Um, because you're still affected by fairy fire, that's an attack of opportunity at advantage. Oh, yeah. uh, 12 plus 5, I believe, does hit you. It does hit me. So that's going to be 1d8 plus 3 piercing damage. Oh, unfortunately, that's uh, 10 piercing damage. Uh, half, Ooh, so down to 5. Half to, half to 5. And But luckily, that's a 23 to do big jump. So Karen um, sprints across the area that's been cleared by Flynn with his fireball and at the very edge of the area, just as the webbing is starting to creep back into the cleared area, she leaps instead of jumping it on, instead of going into it. And she goes a lot further and a lot higher than you would think any kind of dwarf could do. <laughs> okay. And she lands on top of the structure right next to the drider. I'll let you land on the drider on like the spider part of its body if you want, <laughs> or because essentially you're only working with the width of a door and it's quite a large creature. So landing on top next to it, you're gonna be sharing 
sharing space with it no matter what. My God, I would love to land on top of it. Cool. And as she lands, I would like to make an attack. Before you do that, you still have a DC 11 constitution saving throw versus the spider's poison. So can we just get that out of the way now? Oh yeah, of course. Mom energy, yeah. <laughs> That's a 19. Cool, that's just another one poison damage. Yeah, no worries. Cool, go ahead, you're on top of the drider. As she jumps down, her great axe forms in her hands, or it was already there, I suppose. And she's going to make a, a big slash uh, downwards onto the drider. Are you using reckless or not? I barely ever use reckless attack, and I don't need to because I rolled a 17. Plus 8 is a 26. No. <laughs> a 25 to hit. Please. 25 does hit. Yeah. And that's a 1d12 plus 5. Karen managing the situation like a boss. Absolutely. Uh, that is 8 slashing damage, please. 8 slashing damage on the Drider, who also is going to need to make a concentration save. Yes, to keep Fairy Fire. Yeah, to keep Fairy Fire, so I'll do that now. Uh, that's a nat 20, so Fairy Fire is still up, but you have okay, another so attack. I would. I do have another attack, and I would like to hit it again. Cool, go ahead. 12 to hit. Unfortunately not. Bugger. You are currently like close combat engaged with the Drider, so we'll we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> hey, no, yeah. nice work. That was a great turn, Karen. Well done. Take inspiration for um actually using your like awesome basketball jump. Like I've I've made an effort to make it hard to move around. So take a DM inspiration dice, which I will remind you is additional, not advantage that you can use whenever you want. So that's just that's just lasts until you want to use it. I'll say it runs out at the end of the arc. Yes. And what's the dice that I use for that? A D twenty, baby. Oh, love that. Love that. Thank you, basketball Karen. <laughs> Uh, very nice. Thank you very much for that awesome turn. Uh, next up, Frankie. Frankie is going to pull out uh, an Electrum out of one of his socks. Yep. And he is going to use it to load up his, for lack of a better word, fishing rod to cast Flaming Spear. Okay. He's going to cast Flaming Spear next to Spider 3. Which is the one that's currently attacking Ido? Yes, that's correct. Cool. Yeah. What do I need to do? You need to make a dexterity saving throw and it is a cc 15 so i rolled a nine nine for a dex saving throw okay so that spider then takes 2d6 fire damage cool which is six damage in total cool yeah nice he did not enjoy that also i'll just go ahead and let you know that the area that he's standing those five feet and one other five foot square that you choose can now be cleared of spider webs. Nice. I'm going to just hold on that because my bonus action is I can move the sphere. Yeah. And I want to move it in such a way that I clear more space. Okay. Nice. So you can choose the, so the space where the spider three currently is and two other adjacent spaces you can clear of webbing. So I would like to clear the space next to murphy so i guess the space in between murphy and the spider so where, where ido is yes that's the way that's very nice that's three spaces um that you've cleared of difficult terrain very well done nice creativity there frankie well done you're welcome thank you all right and because murphy's in the bubble even though you moved the flaming sphere at him he's just immune to that damage so he's fine yes Oh, good, because I forgot about the damage. <laughs> <laughs> Flynn, your turn. Uh, after being amazed by Karen jumping on 
the spider lady. I have to adjust what I was going to do because he was going to cast fireball just straight up to like distract from the poison. He was kind of half hoping to catch her bow and arrow on fire because he was like, I'm sick of this lady shooting at us. At the, at the moment, <laughs> because the drider and Karen are sharing a space, there is yeah, no. no way that you can hit the drider with something like that and not also hit Karen. So he's going to swing to the left. Yep, the left. Um, so kind of aiming towards the dead spider that's kind of over there. And instead, um, he's going to cast Fireball and again, like, taking inspo from, like, Frankie clearing me. He's like, oh, okay. Yep. So you're basically going to clear another 30-foot circle of difficult terrain? Yeah. So kind of, and because I've got a, um, a range of 150 feet, but only a 20-foot diameter, I'm kind of want to overlap it from... And are you including Karen and the Drider within this damage, or are you choosing to spare them? No, I'm choosing to kind of touch on where just before the oh, the, the kind of the, the area that Murphy is in the bubble um, and then outwards. And okay. so like yeah, but to the left. The top and bottom length will be from Murphy to exactly where uh, the Drider is. Yeah. So the, now the entire space is cleared. Yeah, perfect. Thank you. Do you have any bonus actions you'd like to use? Not at this time, no. Okay, that's fine. Moving on. Next up is going to be the Drider, who has now got a very angry middle manager uh, <laughs> on its spider haunches. The Drider is going to, like, hiss at you and be like, you're next for mother. And uh, what are we going to do? We are going to, let me just double check what spells I have, because I have spells to use. I can take on your mother. I've taken on mine. <laughs> Relevant. And other mothers on the PTA, I'm assuming. Oh, and of course, of course I'd have played, yes. All the other mothers on the PTA. Okay, <laughs> the spider is going to uh, cast a spell called Sanctuary on itself, which is a bonus action spell. I'll just read you the description. You can ward a creature within range against attack. Until the spell ends, any creature who targets the warded creature with an attack or harmful spell must first make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the creature must choose a new target or lose the attack. The spell doesn't protect the warded creature from area effects, such as the explosion of fireball. If the warded creature makes an attack or casts a spell that affects an enemy creature, the spell ends. So it's going to bonus action cast Sanctuary on itself. Then uh, it's going to basically then use its movement to climb down to the left of the structure where the spider webs still are uh, and it is using its movement to attempt to shake Karen off of itself. Okay, so is this a contested strength roll? I want you to make, uh, what What would you use as a I'm holding on to something that is moving check? Oh, I mean, I would use a strength athletics, I, I, I was say I was gonna say acrobatics. So mm. someone who's not me or Liz pick uh, whether this sounds like an acrobatics check or a athletics check. Personally. Yeah. Yeah. Go on, Poppy, which is it? Which one is it, Poppy? Poppy's saying it is athletics. Cool. Oh. Athletics. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, go ahead and make an athletics check. Uh, DC is going to be 14. Okay. Man, I'm not rolling very good. You are still raging, so I believe you still have advantage on this. Well, that's much better. Because um, I rolled a 19. Good lords. Plus 8. So, um, 27. Yeah, easy. Easy. Yeah, you are still holding on to the Drider, um, but it is currently affected by Sanctuary, which is not a concentration spell, so it has still got Fairy Fire up as well. Um, it is going to... I'll just check its actions to see if there's anything that I can do that won't break Sanctuary, which there is not. So, um, yep, that's fine. That's the Drider's turn, and it's basically like screeching just weird odd stuff anyone who can understand uh elvish is picking up words like mother 
uh, dreaming lord, fraud, you know, only one who understands, things like that. It's it's screaming a lot because uh, Karen has wound her hands into its hair and she's yeah. pulling its hair. And it, yeah, so. no, that doesn't like that at all. <laughs> I should have attacked you first and then did sanctuary, but I didn't, so I just have to live with that. Uh, I'm not, I'm not a perfect DM. Next up is going to be Murphy. Uh, Murphy, who now has spaced, cleared space, is now able to move the bubble on his own. He is going to roll the bubble forwards 15 feet. Yeah, boy. Next up, Ido. So, quickly, Ido will be able to do sneak attack on spider number three, won't it? Because it's still next to Elicast. Yes. Fantastic. All right, so Ido's going to pull out Conman's backup. Yeah. And I'm going to attack the spider number three, who is right next to him. Cool. That is a... Does a 15 hit? 15 does hit. Yes, alright, so... Roll me sneak attack first. That is... 19, 11 sneak attack damage plus... Uh, my d8. Which is 7 plus 1, 8. So that is... Uh, 19 damage. Cure it right through northward. You put that guy down, he sort of shudders for a bit and then just collapses all of his weight off of his feet onto the ground. <laughs> Is that all your turn? Do you have any bonus actions you'd like to use? Can I also move? Yep, you've, yeah. you've all, you have full movement, half movement through anywhere that is spiderwebbed, but a lot of it's cleared at this point. So Ido is going to pull his rapier out of the spider, he's going to shake it off, get all that bug guts off it, and he's going to run up behind, So he's, um, and he's going to hide behind Murphy's bubble, and that is Ida's turn. Cool, very nice. Uh, next up is the spiders. The one remaining spider uh, is going to... Uh, walk up to Frankie and try and do a bite on him because he doesn't he doesn't see uh, Flynn. <laughs> Secret. Remember you've got Insta. Six plus four. Does ten hit you, Frankie? No, it doesn't. No, then you're good. You've just got a big annoying spider right next to you. Uh. He tried to bite at you, but he's very injured, so he wasn't quite able to make the full distance that he wanted to. That's the only remaining spider. The other ones are all dead. It's now Alakast's turn. Alakast is going to run 25 feet forward, so that is next to Murphy's bubble. And Alakast is going to then do Magic Missile. Uh, so you're going to use one Electrum to cast Magic Missile at first level, which is automatically going to hit the Drider. And so that's 1d4 plus 1. Uh, that's 2 damage, but it is going to also make the Drider do another Concentration check, which it finally fails. So uh, no more no more Fairy Fire on everyone. Oh. Yeah. And that is going to be Alakast's turn. Next up, a Karen. All right. Uh, Karen is mad, bad, and ready to hit. Damn it. Mad, bad. Thank you, lad. Yeah. <laughs> mad, mad, bad, and ready to hit this. Mad, bad, and go talk to Dad. Uh, <laughs> so she is. You have to make a wisdom saving throw before you can attack it. You are correct. I do have to do that. So. Wisdom save. Oh, it's a plus one. Good, 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 good. And I don't get to roll that at advantage because that's not really a barbarian thing. They're not really worried about being uh, wise when they are raging. Oh, ha, ha, ha. That's a 19 on the dice, plus one. Damn it. All right, that was, that was 16. That was supposed to be 16 uh, as a, I thought I was going to be pretty safe there. But that's fine. Yeah, your attack goes through. Yes. Okay, she's going to recklessly attack. So she's going to do it at advantage um, while giving... Uh, opponent's advantage against her. And that is, my god, now that was a bad roll. Oh dear, I don't think I'm going to get that. It's an 11. 11 doesn't hit. No, oh well, don't worry about it. 
But because my second attack, I'm not going to attack. Instead, I'm going to grapple. So I would like to grapple this drider down to the ground. Okay, now you're going to have to explain to me how grappling a creature that has eight legs on its bottom half, like how you're going to disable it by grappling it. You're also standing on it, so you're not even using your leverage against the ground. So how are you grappling it? Karen is trying to flip both her and it onto her and its back. So nice. she, so she's going to be underneath it, holding it onto the ground if this works. So she's trying to kind of roll off it and like get all its legs up in the air. Contested strength check, right? It can be a contested strength check. Or a, you can also roll Dexterity Acrobatics if you'd prefer. Okay, um, I'm going to do Contested Strength. Why not? Okay, cool. Yeah. So the legs are also very sensitive in the joints. Just mm. FYI. Yeah. Seven, <laughs> I, rolled, I rolled 17. Okay. That's a 19 plus 8, baby. That's a 27 to grapple. You have successfully grappled the Drider. Uh, let me just double check. This creature speed becomes zero and it can't benefit from any bonuses to its speed. Okay, cool. Yep. So, and didn't you say you were flipping it over? Yes. So now its belly should be up at the sky and its little leggies are kicking up in the air. It is, but until you break this grapple, you are also underneath the drider. So you are yeah. currently, you are currently also trapped underneath of it. That's part of the reckless attack, baby. <laughs> okay very nice so i'm gonna go ahead and say a hit of 17 or more on the drider while its belly is up is going to count as a critical hit nice thank you Eugene, so. <laughs> does that seem fair to everybody yeah. i think that yeah. seems very fair okay cool uh frankie you're up okay so frankie is going to move the flaming sphere to ram the spider in front of him yep uh that's a con save is that right uh, dexterity save. Uh, 11. Yeah, nope. Go ahead and roll your damage. That is five. Uh, yet yeah, not quite, still alive. And that's, that's all the bonus action Frankie has. Do you have any actions? Yes, sorry. I just realized that that movement is the bonus action. Could I, and I'm asking as a DM, attack with my crossbow? Yeah, absolutely. I think when it's point blank, you have disadvantage, but... Oh, uh, I, I... Oh, yeah, I could do. What, does anyone know what the deal is with, like, doing point-blank attacks with, with ranged weapons? Uh, it's, dis it's disadvantage. It's yeah. disadvantage, yeah. Unless you have a specific feat, and no. I can't remember what the feat is. I think it's crossbow expert. Frankie, I'll give you a, I'll give you a little heads up. The spider only mm -hmm. has two HP left. So if you do a... <laughs> If you do like a, an improvised melee attack, um, you might still be able to kill it without missing. Okay, so Frankie, I'm going to do it in Frankie style. Frankie goes to reach into his bag to pull out his crossbow. But instead of crossbow, it's a hard, like, scone um, from some sort of lunch. Who knows when? It's, 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 it's rock hard. And Frankie's just going to eh! And then just, like, <laughs> smack the spider with that uh, scone. Cool. Roll me a uh, melee attack, probably using strength. Uh, yeah, roll me an improvised melee attack using strength. Okay. That's that, a good inspiration. Good. That's a good idea, because I don't have any strength. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, that is a natural one. Oh my god. Ooh. Oh my god, Frankie. <laughs> oh dear. Is that with the inspiration, though? Because you, you can add it on top. 
Right. Uh, sure. But the thing, okay, yeah, okay. So here's the deal: you can choose to add your inspiration dice to this if you want to, um, which will make it not a natural one. But there is no way that a DA is going to get you past the AC check. <laughs> yeah, you know what? For, for flavor, let's keep it as a natural one and see where the chips fall. Okay. What happens is you're going to swing this scone at the spider, and it just goes straight into the spider's mouth. <laughs> so. Uh, can you just take, I'm just going to give you partial poison damage. Just take two, just take two poison damage and the spider ate your scone. <laughs> like it might be a bit rough, but giving the spider some HP because he's eating. <laughs> yeah, the spider and... also regains one HP uh, from eating a scone. Uh, and does the spider then now like be like, hey, I kind of like this guy. He fed me. A delicious scone. <laughs> Roll me an animal handling chick. Yes! <laughs> because friend. Frank, Frankie would like a friend. That is a uh, 19. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, you fed the scone to the spider and the spider would never have known that it likes baked goods before this <laughs> moment. Um, but now it's realized that it does. Well, you'll find out what the spider's decision oh. is about the scone oh. when it comes to the spider's oh. turn. Yes. Oh, sweet. Frankie so much. God, what a turn. What a turn. Uh, Frank, <laughs> I, I would have given you an inspiration for that, except for the fact that, like, it feels weird to give you one based on a net one. Yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh. Oh, Frankie. Yeah. Flynn, you're up. Oh, my God. Okay. So now Flynn's just so confused. He's just like, is it, it's still kind of, oh. He can't believe what he saw. This is turning out to be something that he really wants to go back to the water cooler to talk about, but he can't. So it's like, oh my gosh. I, he was gonna attack the spider, but now he's like, it's making Google eyes at Frankie. <laughs> if I wanted to get to that drow and stab, I wanna stab something. I get that, I, I understand that, that impulse. <laughs> Oh, okay, so you can use your action to dash, which will give you double movement, but then you won't have an action to do an attack. Mm. Okay, I will. I'll, I'll dash. I'll stay five feet away from the drow because I also don't want to be like kicked by a spider lady. Okay. I scared. <laughs> yeah, fair. It's pretty scary. Uh, it is the drider's turn next. The drider is going to attempt to escape from your grapple, Karen. Yeah. Okay, uh, you have to succeed on a strength athletics or dexterity acrobatics check contested by I check. You roll first. Okay. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna add that inspiration to that. Cause I really don't want that bitch to get out of here. I mean, I'm sorry. I really don't want that horrible little drider to get out of here. Uh, okay, cool. Um, that is a 23. All right, so I can roll a net 20 and still not get it, right. I did roll a net 20. <laughs> uh, that gives me 23 as well. So on a tie, who wins? It's meets is beats, it, right? It's, it's yeah. meets beats, right? Well, yeah, but who meets beats? Is it me meets beats or you meets beats? <laughs> oh, um, I'm, I'm making the, the action to argue that it's me who, who yeah. beats. Yeah, cool. it's, it's, whoever, it's whoever has to succeed, which is you. Cool. The Drider is no longer grappled by you, uh, and also oh, you're no longer on top of it. Oh. So it is going to move, it's going to move uh, 10 feet, basically going to climb back up the, uh, climb back up the structure and move like 10 feet to uh, the right from you. You do get an not, attack of opportunity. Not so fast, because I would like to make an attack of opportunity against that. Now, 
Can I recklessly attack wisdom, on attack wisdom save first. Oh yeah, true. Oh. 17. 17, yep, 17 passes. And what was your question? Can I recklessly attack on um, yes, you can. attack of opportunity? Okay. As long as you, wait, no, no, you can't choose to activate reckless attack, but if no. you use reckless on your last turn, it's still an effect. I did. Yeah, then yeah, you. Okay, cool. That's an 18 to hit. 18 hits. Oh wait, no, 18 doesn't hit. Oh, yeah. oh, why? No. AC 19. No! So it's going to use its movement to climb uh, back up. It's basically going to go up the top of the structure and it, it, it ignores all this, the webs, but it is also 15 feet up and 10 feet to the right now. And it is like, it's hissing at you all. It's got magic crackling in its hands and it is like, it's like ready for a boss fight right now. Oh my god. It did use its action. It doesn't have any bonus actions unless, I'll just check its spells and make sure it doesn't have any bonus actions. It's currently got its only bonus action spell up, so that's fine. It's pretty happy with it having Sanctuary up right now. It lasts for a minute, so it's still got uh, two more turns or three more turns of Sanctuary. That's fine. Uh, now it is Murphy's turn. Murphy is going to roll his bubble another 15 feet forwards. <laughs> Murphy, so funny. Yes, bubble. Rolling around in his little hamster ball. <laughs> yeah. Does that make him just before me? And uh, he's gonna be like, "Come on, guys, let's get it." I don't know what this door is all about, but I'm I'm here for this. Uh, next up is going to be Idafa. Ida is going to take one of his electrum from his shoe, <laughs> and he is going to cast Hellish Rebuke on the Dryder. You have to take damage to use Hellish Rebuke. Oh wait, is that the re- React one? Yeah. I was, I thought it might have been. I've been kind of mixed up between that and the cleric. No, I'm gonna use Acid Splash, sorry. Oh, yeah, go ahead. And you must succeed on a dexterity saving throw. Hang on. So you have to make a wisdom saving throw to target it. So go ahead and just make a quick wisdom saving throw of 16 or higher. Okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Gotcha. Uh, Because of Sanctuary, you can't target it with a harmful spell unless you make that save. Uh, But also, it can't make attacks against you until it drops that spell. So do you have any bonus actions you'd like to use or any movement? Oh, I was just going to move behind Murphy and hide again. <laughs> God, what a, well, this is a really intense fight, really. Okay, uh, it is the spider's turn. Frankie, the spider is going to back off from you and climb away, <laughs> like basically leave the battle. You do have an attack of opportunity against it if you want to, but it's basically going to like scuttle up onto some webs and like up into the darkness above you and disappear. Get it, Frankie. Get I'm it, Frankie. Kill it. Oh, no, I'm going to kill it. You're choosing not to take an attack of opportunity? No, I'm just going to wave at it as it scuttles <laughs> away. Cool. And it disappears. It is now gone from combat. Uh, the only remaining combatant is the Dryder. Aww. <laughs> Yay. That's gorgeous. A few quick updates and we'll be right back to the episode. Not much to talk about this week in terms of JBPC, but I am very excited to be starting work again on the Yes And charity stream for 2022. I know it's not Janice and Breffords, but it's a project that I'm very passionate about and several of us here at the show do put a ton of work into it, so once in a while I'm going to be sharing updates. All I can say for now is that it's definitely going to be happening again this year, a 24-hour D&D live stream at the end of August featuring all kinds of Kiwi creatives. Keep an ear out for more updates. On to the Patreon! 
Just wanted to shout out our current Factory Foreman supporters, James Courtright, Dusty at Gamers ADHD, and Claire McDonald. My brother was very right last episode. You are all absolutely incredible, and I do actually want you to be my Valentine, so let's do that. Our Patreon is our attempt to stay ad-free and keep up the release schedule without any of us burning out. If you enjoy our show, please consider stopping by patreon.com slash jbpcpodcast and pledging a monthly donation at an amount that you can comfortably afford. I'm posting heaps of exclusive content over there, so it's plenty of bang for your buck. Music credits, thanks to Squatter B for Bay Street Billionaires, Brian Bolger for Dead Forest, Div Kid for Digifunk and Polymetric Juggling, French Fuse for Der Fuse, Nefix for Go Down Swinging and Till I Let Go instrumental versions, Freedom Trail Studio for Heal You and Jeremy Black for West Bad. And I don't usually shout them out here, but thanks a bunch to Liv Artisan for all their hard work on the show's art and branding. Liv is a super busy commissioner artist who is so kind to do all of our visual art and I absolutely love the style that we get. You can find them at Live Artisan, that's L-I-V-A-R-T-I-S-A-N, across all social media platforms. As always, our social medias are facebook.com slash Janison Breffitt's podcast and at JBPC podcast on Twitter. We would love to hear from you. Why not just send me a message that says buttcast69 and I'll have like a quick giggle about that because it's an inside joke between you and me. Episode 30, Hivewood Bound Part 8, should release on April 10th. We are getting close to the end. Hold on to your butts for the big finale in Part 9. Thanks for listening to the show, everyone. Let's get back to it. Next up is Alicast. Alicast is going to run forwards to Flynn uh, and is going to pick you up so you've got a better view. Uh, oh, wait. Uh, Alicast is using the help action, so <laughs> next turn, if you make uh, any kind of attack roll, you have advantage. Ooh, okay. Thanks. I feel a little bit exposed, but also helped at the same time. <laughs> uh, Alicast is going to whisper to you, like, ah, go get her, laddie. Right, so that is Alicast's turn. Karen. Oh. Okay, what am I gonna do? You're currently in difficult terrain, but also the edge of the difficult terrain is quite close to you. But then there's all these people here. Okay. <laughs> I... <laughs> you could use your jump move again. I can see it working. Um, you could also use Murphy's bubble as like a... Um, Springboard? Okay. So like a launch pad. I need a ten foot run up, so I'm gonna need to go back and then forward. So what Karen is going to do is she is going to do exactly what you suggested. If I move, if I move one square into the cleared area, is that ten feet or five feet? What do you think? Ten. First one's ten, and then clear after that. Okay. So so that is my run up, um, which is kind of a kind of a loop of a run up, and then if I can roll yep. my. Uh, Athletics check again to jump 15 feet instead of 11 feet. Oh, roll me a acrobatics check. Have you paid any electrum to maintain rage this turn? Yes. Yes, I have. You also didn't deal... Yeah, if, if, you, if you pay the electrum, you can reactivate rage. This is going to count as a new rage, though, to tick off because you didn't, you didn't deal or take damage last turn. Oh, yes, of course it will. Because I didn't, I didn't deal or take damage. Yeah, no, that is completely fine. Uh, so go ahead and roll me an athletics check of 15 or higher to make this jump. Yes, that is a 23. Again, wow, wow, nice. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, you are about to land on the drider. Do you have any actions that you want to make? Yes. I would love to recklessly attack this drider as Karen swings her axe down 
during her jump. Wisdom saving throw. Yep. Wisdom saving throw, of course, of course, of course. Uh, bugger. It's a 15. Doesn't do it. That yep. misses, so you've got one more attack to try. So you land, like, on top of the structure, but not on top of the door and kind of miss okay. with the first attack. you got one more. It's still within reach. And that is a 17 to hit for the wisdom save. Yeah, and so they go ahead and roll your attack. And that's a... Oh, my God. Maths is so hard. <laughs> that's a 24 to hit the drider with my Ayuxed. And that's a 1d12 plus 5. Yep, that hits. Uh, that's 10 slashing damage, please. Thank you so much. Next up is Frankie. <laughs> so Frankie is going to use first his movement to move up to the edge of the cleared area closest to the drider. So you've got how much movement? 30? Yeah, you can reach. Yeah. You can make that. Okay. So then Frankie now is going to pull out his actual crossbow and not a scone this time. It's going to pull out a hot wire and going to attempt to shoot uh, the drider with hot wire. Got to make a wisdom saving throw. That is DC 15, right? Uh, 16. 16. Under that. That is 18. Nice. Yay! Ready to go. Yay! Yep, go ahead and roll your attack. Okay. Does uh, 21 hit? 21 does hit. Okay. So that is... Oh, that's six on the dice, plus nice. five. So, and because I rolled a six, I can roll an extra. Uh, when you successfully hit a creature, uh, I deal, I can use my bonus action to deal 1d6 lightning damage on the same target. And if I roll a six on that one, then the target's pushed back. Okay, never mind. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. So you roll back damage with the bolt and go ahead and roll me your lightning damage. Uh, so that's four lightning damage. So that's 10 damage in total. Yeah. Frankie coming through with like the once, you know, once in a blue moon ultra competent move. Well done, Frankie. <laughs> nice work. Yes. I don't mean you, Steph, are incompetent. I just mean oh. that Frankie is very odd for him not to roll a bunch of natural ones on everything. <laughs> you are excellent at DD. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. You are excellent at DD. All right. Uh, Flynn, you have advantage on your attack because of uh, if you choose to do an attack roll, you have advantage on that because of Alicast. Cool. So that means I roll attack um, the D20 twice and take the highest. Sweet. That's right. Yeah, and that's that, that's only if you choose to do uh, a ranged attack or a spell attack. If you do a spell that has a saving throw, it doesn't count. How high am I being held by Elikas? Because they're a dwarf, right? Five feet higher. Okay. I can't kick Elikas to move like a mule, can they? No. Because I was gonna try and cast hideous laughter, but the range is thirty feet. Does that? It's also a saving throw, uh, so you won't get the advantage. Okay. Is it in range though? 30 feet, so... Yeah, you're in range. You're in range with for, with, for Hideous Laughter if you want to try that. Okay. Also, if you, you can hop down from Alakast and move wherever you want. You just As soon as you hop down from Alakast, you use that advantage that it offered you. Mm, I might stay because another time I might use it, depending on how long that, can, that help can last. But um, And I like to be over... I, can like, I like the height. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, okay. Hi, Odo. Cool. So I'm going to cast Hideous Laughter at the Spider Lady. <laughs> okay, so that's a, that's a saving throw from me, right? Yes, that is uh, a wisdom saving throw. What's your what's your spell save? My spell save DC is 15. I got 14. <laughs> yeah. So I fail. Can you? 
Raggy. Like, you sounded a little bit like Scooby Doo just then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the effect, I've got a, t- a joke to tell though. Can you read me the effect of Tasha's hideous laughter? A creature of your choice that you can see within range perceives everything as hilariously funny and falls into a fit of laughter if the spell affects it. The target must um, succeed a wisdom saying, throw or fall prone. Oh, okay. Become incapacitated and unable to stand for up to the duration. A creature with the intelligence score of a four or less isn't affected. You're too dumb to check my humor. So incapacitated means it can't take actions or reactions. Yep. Yep, so carry on. Um, at the end of nice. each of its turns, and each time it takes damage, the target can make another wisdom saving throw. The target has advantage on saving throw if it's triggered by damage. So if, it's, if we hit it, it can get an advantage on the saving throw. Okay. And then if it's successful on that wisdom saving throw, um, the spell ends. Cool. Okay, so it is currently incapacitated and prone. And I'm going to say that because it's like standing atop of something, it actually falls down. Like, so Karen's still up on top of the dais. It's going to fall past Karen. So it's uh, currently on ground level within the webs. Uh, and it's currently laughing and screeching and... Hey, I get to tell my joke first. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so Flynn kind of like dramatically points at the drow lady and he's like, Hey, why wouldn't a dwarfling sell his mother into slavery? Because he can rent her out for more. Sorry, Karen. <laughs> um, well, the drider has a really dark sense of humour. It's been on 4chan, so it, 4chan. it does roll over and start like laughing uncontrollably now i have i have a very important question yeah because it's rolling away from me and it's rolling down the dice can i get an attack of opportunity no, again it's not it, it's uh what's the word it's involuntary movement which doesn't trigger attacks of opportunity yeah. <laughs> but that would have been funny i mean yeah but i'm not giving it to you so moving on <laughs> Uh, it is the Drider's turn. The Drider doesn't get to take attacks or uh, doesn't get to make any action, so it's just going to roll another Wisdom saving throw, uh, which it does not pass. Uh, so that's its whole turn. Murphy's turn is next. Murphy's going to drop the bubble uh, and is going to pull out his crossbow that shoots fire and it's going to roll an attack uh, against this. So that is a 16 to hit, which does not hit. So that's fine then. Yeah, he's kind of exposed and he's like, oh man, I was doing good. I shouldn't have did that. Uh, next up is Idafa. I just want to get clarification on jumping. Is that a strength check or is it a like based on my strength? It's going to be, it depends on what you want to do. A regular jump is just part of your movement. But like if you're trying to do like a running leap like Karen's been doing, that's an athletics check. Okay. Wait, is... Oh no, I fell off. Of course, that's all good. Okay, in that case, I wouldn't get sneak attack on him. What I... If you can give me a good reason why you have advantage, and if it, but if you can't give me a good reason why you have advantage at the moment, then no. He's still be laughing. Incapacitated. Oh, he's he's incapacitated and prone. Oh, he's incapacitated okay. and prone. So yes, you do have advantage. Fantastic. In that case, I'm just gonna run up to him, which I definitely have the movement for, and I'm gonna just do the old commands back up again. Cool. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Uh, roll me an attack roll with advantage. Or do I have to do a wisdom saving throw again? This is a good question. So Sanctuary is not a concentration spell, but also incapacitated means incapacitated. I don't actually know how these spells interact with each other, but this is more, it makes more sense to me that while it's like currently like laughing and rolling around and prone, that it wouldn't have Sanctuary active. So um, if it gets back up, Sanctuary will reactivate until it attacks someone. But for now you're good. Yes. Um, And did you say advantage? Yeah, because it's prone. Of course. Thank God. 
But still, I don't... 16? 16 doesn't hit. Nah, dang it. Okay. <laughs> oh, in that case, I'm gonna... Um, you got tangled up in the webs. Move back behind Murphy. Cool, you might have to use your bonus action to disengage first. Wait, okay. Oh no, because it can't take actions or reactions, so you're fine. You can just wiggle, you can wiggle your butt at it as you walk away. and won't be able to do anything. Ha 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 ha. And I'm not going to hide, but I do have here written bonus action, give myself advantage on next attack, but I can't move. That's during your, you have to do that on your turn before you attack. You can't do it at the end. Oh really? Okay. So then I can't move after doing the, yeah. Okay, sweet. In that case, I will hide. Yeah, that's steady aim. So yeah, yeah, that's fine. You're hidden. That's good. Uh, spiders are dead. Uh, Alakast is next. Alakast going to put you down, Flynn. Life is just suddenly short again. <laughs> it's funny because Alakast with Flynn stacked on top of her, that's just about the height of Idafa. So they would have just been one normal person. Yeah. Let's not use the word normal. We're an all-inclusive podcast here. <laughs> They were, we're short and close. Could have just been one average sized person. Average. Yeah. It's very uh, three kobolds in a trench coat. It is. <laughs> They're going to an R rated movie. <laughs> Alakas is going to move uh, to be adjacent to the Drider. Okay. And then Alakas is going to roll an attack roll with the pickaxe, which uh, gets dirty 20, so it does hit. Uh, and it's going to be 1d6 damage. So it's going to be six damage in total against the Drider. Great, great. That is Alakast's turn done. It is now Karen's turn. Wait, because the Drider took damage, it can it can make a wisdom saving with advantage. That's right. Wisdom saving throw. Uh, that's 15. Is that enough? I am 15, so meet beats. Okay, so it's no longer affected by hideous laughter. Cool. Wasn't a great joke. <laughs> I mean, jokes about delivery are kind of hit and miss, so... <laughs> yeah, it could have been... I've got one. <laughs> you know, longer lasting, that's fine. Alakast is going to stay where they are. It's going to, like, basically stand <laughs> in the way and try and defend you guys uh, from the Drider, who now rises back up on its spider legs to its full height. Karen. You can hear Karen scream from the top of the <laughs> structure. He says, I have had quite enough of this! And she runs and jumps, and she's going to do a jumping hit down onto the Drider, which is a reckless attack. Um, do I need to make a wisdom save before doing this? Uh, you do have to make a wisdom saving throw, yeah, because it's back up. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, a miss. Yeah. Mm. Um, that's a 12, so that one doesn't hit. But she's down there now. So for her second attack, she is going to try and grapple it again. So can we please do... You can bypass the uh, sanctuary for that. Uh-huh. So can we please do a contested uh, strength athletics roll? 15 on my end. Uh, 16 on my end! I'm so sorry. Yeah, so now grappled. Yeah, Karen has jumped down onto its back. Yeah, nice. And instead of pulling it onto its, um, like, so its stomach is facing up this time, she's kind of used the momentum of her jumping down to push its human half, like, down onto the ground. So she's got its head in her hand, and she's, like, mashed its head onto the ground. Okay. Its little spider legs are, like, flailing around wildly. Yes. Nice. <laughs> so once again because it's grappled its speed is zero and it can't benefit from any bonus to its speed you're doing really you're flying around <laughs> just manhandling this drider it's really fun she's a tiger mama <laughs> uh, Frankie you're up uh, Frankie is going to try and hit the drider again with uh, hot wire yep great yeah go ahead where do we land on advantage for against 
like does does Frankie get advantage because you're grappling? Uh, no, it's just a speed thing. Okay, cool. Yep, go ahead, Frankie. Uh, go ahead and roll an attack roll. Okay, so I'm rolling. That is 15 plus 6, uh, 21. That does hit. Sweet. Okay, so first first roll is 6 uh, six damage. And bonus action, I'll do the lightning damage. Yep. That's 1, so cool. 7. 7! Yay! <laughs> nice. Very nice. Yeah, Sam, yeah, I, I can yeah. see what you were trying to do. I was really hoping yeah. you were going to get the maximum maximum damage there uh, for knocking it back. Next up is Flynn. Cool. So Flynn's going to move forward ahead towards the pyramid because that takes it out of difficult terrain, right? As long as you're in within the orange circle, you are in regular terrain. As soon as you move into the beige stuff and including the pyramid, you are on uh, difficult terrain. Also, oh, the pyramid's difficult. Okay, then I'll 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 move across to sphere space with Alicast, which is five, ten, twenty, twenty-five. So I'm sharing a space with Alicast, and then I'm going to. I could make an attack from where here I am. Yes, you can. From, from here I am. <laughs> well, I am. So Flynn, I am. It's going to use his. I'm going to use my laughing blade. Nice. I've hardly ever used it. Probably because I try and hide, and it's a little bit. It gives um, disadvantage. Just just tell but it also is hilarious and i like i'm in a laughing mood because this is a little bit scary and i'm, I'm gonna like uh, attack <laughs> the blunt of it myself with some humor and i'm going to aim for the leggies so i'm gonna try and chop off some legs and um, with a big wide sweep because also i don't want to hit Kara. <laughs> go ahead and roll me an attack roll remember that because you're using the laughing blade if you choose to use its ability you can add charisma to your attack roll and then to your damage roll Ooh, i will definitely do that Oh, I rolled a natural 20, so that is a 24 to hit. Okay, yeah, go ahead and roll me double damage uh, on this attack. Very nice on the natural 20. Mm -hmm. Oh, damage. And then, so with the Laughing Blade, do I add my plus four charisma bonus to the damage as well, or do I have to choose attack or damage? No, both. (gasps) Yes, okay. 11 damage. Cool, very nice. 11 piercing damage from a very quietly laughing blade, like, <laughs> stabby. All right. Can I use a bonus action to kind of just give Karen Bardic inspo because she's the closest, apart from Alicast. Um, yeah, which is a, a one to get. Oh, very nice. Woo! Cool. Uh, it is now the Drider's turn. The Drider is going to attempt to... Actually, the Drider's not going to attempt to escape from the grapple. He's into it. The Drider's going to cast Darkness. Ooh. So a 20-foot sphere of magical darkness Ooh. is going to basically pop up centered on the drider that uh is going to block all uh all visual attempts to like you can't see anything it's magic darkness so even if you have dark vision you can't see through this so casting darkness um karen would be in it and who else would be in it would it be uh frankie flynn and alicast i believe so yeah you guys are in magical darkness you cannot see anything you can't see allies you can't see enemies karen you do still have your grapple up though yeah yeah Obviously, your senses of like where things were before the darkness went up remain the same, and you're just going to have a disadvantage on attack rolls. Okay. After that is Murphy's turn. Murphy's just going to put his bubble back up, I think. He kind of sees all this stuff happening. He's going to be like, mm-mm, mm-mm, I'm, not, I'm <laughs> not getting involved with that at all. Good luck, you guys. And he's going to put his bubble back up. I know. Fire can't be used to negate darkness, can it? Not this darkness. Dang. I can't really do a whole lot then. I I can't see anything, so I'm not going to do anything. But I will prepare my dagger so that 
um, because he's at a distance, I'll just have it at the ready so that if I see that guy, I'm going to and throw my dagger at him. If what happens? Oh, if I can see the Dryder. Cool. That's a good turn. Uh, after Idafa is Alakast, um, Alakast is going to uh, attempt basically back out of the darkness um, and is also going to give the help action to Idafa, basically by being like, I'm pretty sure they're sort of that way. Uh, so Idafa, when you use your dagger throw, you will have advantage. Okay. Nice. Uh, Karen, do it, Karen. I know what you've got. <laughs> okay, okay, so the thing is, <laughs> I can move a grappled creature. So what I'm wanting to do now, this uh, there might be an action, bonus action, movement, kind of combined thing that I'm doing here. What I'd like to do is I would like to drag the spider over to the edge of the island, yeah, which would be ten feet in difficult terrain. Yeah, what are you trying to do when you get there? Uh, now that we're on the edge of the island. Okay, so I, I want you to roll a perception <laughs> check to see if you can you yourself can avoid okay. getting burnt by the lava. At, at disadvantage because of the darkness. Oh no, that's a natural one. Okay, so do your move, do your move, and I'll tell you what happens. You, you're going to take a little bit of damage from this. That's fine. I would also like to shove the drider into the the lava so using attack action i can make a special melee attack to shove a creature either to knock it prone or to push it away from me so i'm going to try and push the rider into the lava i need to make a strength athletics check contested by either you strength or dexterity um, athletics or acrobatics and if i win the contest i either knock it prone or i push it five feet away from me so i'm pushing it into the lava i rolled a natural one mm. so i think you're going to be fine and i rolled a 22. okay so we're going to do a little bit of narrative right now Absolutely. karen you like blindly make your way towards the warmth of the lava like the heat that's radiating off and you step one foot just like all the way into lava um, and I want you to take uh, 1d8 fire damage from this. So you're going to take 5 fire damage because you step your foot into the lava. And then through that, you just power through and you're going to like completely shove, uh, almost like toss the Drider, um completely into the lava. And instantly the darkness disappears. Oh my gosh. And what yeah. you all see is the entire <laughs> bottom half of the Drider catches fire as though oh. the spider half is made of tissue paper. Yay. Oh yeah. It kind of stumbles back into the to the rock and like collapses on the shore with like the bottoms of its feet still in the lava and just like as the spider half burns away, you can see that actually underneath of it is this like warped horrible like regular drow legs, but the skin is just oh. like you know how I see the armor was like fused with its skin? Oh. That kind of happens like all the way down oh. as the being that was once a drider and is now a uh-huh. deformed drow warrior collapses dead because of just the absolute shock that being dipped in lava I gave it. The high ground. <laughs> Karen, until you can heal this burn damage, you are going to have a uh, halved speed because you essentially just dipped your foot in lava and that that bloody hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Karen did have the drider by her hair and kind of threw it into the lava. And once that adrenaline rushes off and her rage subsides, she goes, oh, 
and you can see Karen fall um, into the webs and kind of start trying to push herself backwards away from the the lava. Ido is going to run towards Karen and he's like, oh my god! And he pulls out one of his potions of healing and um, is like, hurry up, hurry up! And tries to get it in her mouth. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, Karen, Karen drinks that potion straight down. Cool, go ahead and roll the healing. I think this is going to take a long rest for you to have like proper time to mm. like mm. properly mm. heal this scorched skin that you're dealing with right now. And also, whatever kind of shoe you had on, you just don't have it Oh anymore. no! My Louboutins! I mean, not, sorry, my Foubertons, oh, my fantasy no. Louboutins. <laughs> <laughs> We're not sponsored by Louboutin, but also if you wanted to. <laughs> With the potion of healing, I'll go ahead and say instead of half speed, you've now got minus 10 speed, but not halved anymore. So you've got a little bit more movement of that foot, but still it is affecting you. That's a, that's 1d6 to heal, right? I think it's 1d8 plus 2 for a potion of healing. Is that right? 1d6. Okay. But I could be wrong. Oh, 1d6. Okay, 5. That's I'm, I'm healing for 7. Yep, that's fine. So Karen is looking pretty uh, bruised up, pretty bloody. She is uh, covered in spider webs, and she's still kind of sitting on the ground near the near the lava. And she says, "Oh, I hope that this is the secret passage they were talking about, because if it's not, so we've just gone the wrong way." <laughs> Alakas is like using a torch to like burn the webs away from the like it really looks concerned about you but like kind of also gets that like there's nothing that they can specifically do about this and it's just using a torch to burn webs away from mm. the bottom part of the raised platform that we've got the door on and it's starting to reveal stairs that lead all the way up to where the door is and anyone who cares to look can see that the stairs are etched with Ooh. You took the time to examine the pillars outside the door in the temple in the jungle. We did. The stairs and the the stone that is built with these stairs has that same like endless maze pattern that is that is built into the into the stone. And Alakas is like, huh, I'm I'm wondering what the point of this was. I I think that bastard Asus was just trying to kill us. No, no. I told you he's a dick. Undoubtedly, but this all feels familiar. Murphy? Murphy's kind of like, hey, um, I think little sister here has a point. This, he said this cave was blocking his transport routes that it doesn't lead anywhere. And he kind of looks up at the, the partially revealed door and he's like, unless... I guess we're going through, team. Karen, come on. And I pull Karen up. Thank you. Yes, it all feels very familiar here. White doors are very familiar. Would I be able to cast Song of Rest? You can take a rest if you'd like before you go through the door or you can carry on through, it's really up to you. If the door goes where I think it goes, my darlings, I think it'll be safe in there. Well, if it's just that room again, yeah. Exactly. What if it opens to another, a, a different area? Well. It might not go back to the centralized door spot, right? Ido's gonna walk up to the door and just like swing it open and see what he, like if anything comes out, like flies out <laughs> of it. So as the same as last time, the door is kind of hard to pass. When you look at it as a whole, it feels uneven and maybe one of the corners feels like it doesn't match the others, but the same as before. This door, as the other door, has the same kind of effect of being a little disorienting to look at. It's got that same kind of like sexual tension coming from the door. <laughs> but yeah, you, Idafa, you go straight up to it. You don't spend any time examining it. You just burn away the webs and you open it up. On the other side, you can see the same room of doors 
that the uh, the door to the temple led to. And there no, doesn't seem to be anybody in there. There's a bunch of other closed doors. And across the very other side of the room of doors is one door frame with no door in it. And all you can see through that is complete darkness. Is it safe, Ido? It looks completely safe. Uh, we could also go see our maid again. Uh, she might have some tea. Oh no, uh, I mean, I like juice. <laughs> yeah, Flynn probably doesn't want any more coffee from dear Wayne after the last time. <laughs> yeah, but that was definitely a him problem. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna go through into the room of doors? I am, yeah, I don't will. Cool, uh, Murphy and Alakas will follow you. Can Flynn loot the drow? Loot the- <laughs> Go ahead, uh, roll me an investigation check. 21. Basically, the drow didn't have, like, all of the clothes that it was wearing on the top half were, like, fused with its skin. So it doesn't really have any pockets. It didn't have pants. <laughs> Up until a minute ago, it had just a, like, spider bottom half. <laughs> and and the skin, basically, when that kind of decomposed away, the skin underneath had that same, like, armor fused to leather, fused to skin, uh, sort of, you know, like, rough skin. You don't find anything on the body, but it was carrying a rapier and it was carrying a longbow, so you can take those with you if you want. Yes, please. Are there any particular stats? I'll get you those later. I think you as a you as a small character actually will have difficulty using a longbow, okay, but cool. it's there if you want to use it. Is there a quiver of arrows that I can see? Uh, no, you don't see any arrows. They might have been destroyed by the lava. Cool. I picked them up and then I go join the others. Cool. So, uh, and is anyone helping Karen up the stairs? Oh shit! Yeah. Like, no, Ida was helping Karen, so she's she's with Ido. He's been uh, he's been helping her along. Just walk past Karen. <laughs> Frankie, it's just you left in the room. Is there anything that you want to do before you go into the room of doors? Uh, no. So I uh, was just gonna follow because I don't want to be here by myself. <laughs> yeah, cool. You go through the room of doors, Frankie. You're last, and the door automatically closes behind you. Like you didn't touch it, but you feel the sort of like flow of air shut. And that door is now sealed for the time being. Um, you are back in the room of doors exactly as it was uh, the last time where you went through from the jungle. A big round room, tons and tons of white doors with little symbols on them. And on the other side of the room is a like an open door frame. Uh, those of you who have dark vision uh, can see that th there's about maybe 10 feet of movement on the other side in, in a dark space and then some kind of metal wall. Oh. We didn't see that last time, did we? No, last time you could see through into the space that the question box was in. This time, the uh, the open door on the other side is a different place. Yeah. Interesting. We should probably rest first, right? Yeah, how's everyone feeling? I feel like uh, taking a bit of a breather and playing some music. Yeah, I do feel like trash. Go ahead and take a short rest, everybody. Roll some hit dice. Karen, uh, if you roll hit dice on this, uh, then you can go ahead and have your movement back. Spend some time soothing that foot of yours. You still don't have the shoe back, but you at least got, you know, your foot back. Maybe don't step in lava again and you'll be fine. <laughs> Oh, I mean, that is good advice. That is good advice just to kind of carry through on life just generally. And, and Flynn, you're going to use Song of Rest on this on this rest? Yeah, so friendlies um, can regain hit points at the end of the short rest by spending one or more hit dice, and you get an extra 1d6 um, of hit points to add to that. Cool. Alakast and Murphy will both use that. Karen is putting um, burn cream from her little healer's kit on her leg, but you can see that it's probably going to scar up real bad and she might have a bit of a twisted foot from now on. Yeah. Oh, conflict, <laughs> oh, Karen. It all adds to the flavour. How long is a short rest? Uh, one hour. 
Okay, so I would like to uh, spend that one hour with my tinkerer's tools to reset the charges of hot wire back to three. Yeah, very nice. Well done. That's that's good use of that move. That's fine. You don't need to do any healing. Uh, I mean, probably. <laughs> oh yeah. You don't have to sleep during a short rest. You just have to kind of like not be actively moving around too much. You could wander around the room, but it's just quiet time, really. Okay, sweet. Okay. Does anybody yeah. else have anything that they'd like to achieve during the short rest? Survive. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to make you roll. You do You do not die during the <laughs> short rest. Great work. Thank you. Can Karen have a look at the door that swung shut to see what the symbol is on that one? Absolutely. Okay, so all of the symbols are very, very simple, but this one has swirling lines in a vertical pattern mm. uh, with a little bit of, like, steam lines coming off of it. It looks like a lava fall. Ooh. Ah. It looks like a hot waterfall. Okay. And the previous symbol on the door for the um for the jungle temple, what was that again? Let me just remind me. It was a trapezoid with a square on top of it. It looked like the basically it was a simple shape representing the temple that the door was located at. Yes. Karen, Flynn's going to offer you the use of his hat and some rope if you want to fashion a sandal or some sandals. <laughs> Oh, that's that's very sweet, darling. But I think uh, I will just take my other shoe off. Oh. I wouldn't want to damage your very nice hat by turning it into an ugly shoe. Oh, I have a spear in the bag of holding. Isn't this like your special hat that you got episode one? Oh, no, I'm wearing my winter hat. I was wearing a warm hat. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't wearing a fruit hat. I thought it was your like special <laughs> fruit hat that you got episode one. I'm pretty sure it was Frankie that tried the fruit hat on. <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> so you've had a short rest. Uh, you're healing, and you're like maybe some of you get spell slots back. I'm not sure what people get on short rests. What now? After an hour, Karen declares her throat and says, <clears throat> "So, uh, uh, let's press on, shall we?" And she kind of struggles to her feet and limps towards the open doorway, which previously contained the question box. And she is going to walk through the archway up against the metal wall and just kind of put her hands out and on it. Does everybody else also go through, or are you letting Karen go through alone? Frankie will go through. Okay. Uh, Murphy and Alicast will join. Uh, Ido and Flint, do you guys also go through? I don't know. What about the, um, which, so which door is this, sorry? The only available door to go through right now. The one that you came through sealed behind you. Um, so the only door that you can go through is the one that Karen went through. Okay. Yeah, I don't think that I can, he can't see anything around him, right? So he's just going to follow. Ida? Watch from the doorframe. Like, from inside the room, yeah. So for everybody except Ido, you travel through the open doorframe, and for each of you individually, as you travel through, a white wooden door appears in the space behind you as you go through. Idafa, for your perspective, there is still no door there. But for each of you, once you pass through the space, there is a door behind you. The space that you find yourself in Uh, It's not just a metal wall in front of you, but to the sides and behind you as well. For someone has put like a box over the top of this door. There is a unpleasant smell that smells kind of weirdly familiar and there are no light sources in this space. Okay, uh, Karen is going to, um, because she's got, uh, you said there's no light light sources, but can she still see with, with her dark vision? Yes, this is not magical darkness. Okay. Can can she see any symbols on this particular door? On the outside of the door? Yeah. Yes, you can. It is a swirling circle 
with a single line going underneath of it. Kind of looks like a lollipop, maybe, or something something else. Okay, interesting. Uh, Karen knocks on the door, and... Uh, Idafa, you can hear, like, you hear a knock, but you can just see Karen in front of you. <laughs> and she, she kind of says out loud to everyone, oh. she says, good luck, and she opens it. Cool. Yeah. Idafa, from your point of view, Karen just walked up, knocked on nothing. You heard a, <laughs> uh, a knocking noise, but then Karen, you open up and you just open back up to the room of doors and Idafa standing there looking at you. Uh, oh. And on the other side, past Idafa, you now have a open portal that leads back to the room with the lava fall. Ooh. I think you need to come in here too, darling. Ardo's <laughs> gonna like shimmy in. Uh, Karen, are you gonna go back through to the room of doors or are you just closing it? Just closing it. Cool. Okay, you are now all in a small, I would say 20 foot uh, square metal cube. There are only, the only things within this space are the floor, which is made of stone cobbles. Uh, in one corner, there's like an empty chest that someone's put in here. That's just like an open box. Um, and then the metal walls themselves. Is this just like a really crap Minecraft house? <laughs> hey. Roll me, uh, roll me a perception check. Anyone who wants to. Uh, that is going to be 20. Not natural. <laughs> uh, 17 for me. 16. Uh, unnatural 20 for Flynn. Cool. All of you, judging from the fact that the the texture of the floor, and those of you who can see, and maybe like for someone who can't see in darkness, you might have to like use your hands to sort of touch the walls and touch the floor. The fact that the walls are made of like hard, solid, you know, iron, and the floor is made of cobblestones, uh, tells you that someone or something has basically like put a box over this door to stop anything from coming through. Ooh. Okay. Can I, can Karen, with, she's grab Alicast and say, okay, it's, it is a bit of a long shot, uh, but let's see if we can lift this box up, perhaps. And she's going to run her hands down oh. um, the metal to the bottom and try to, like, press the wall out and up to try and lift the metal box. Okay, go ahead and roll me a strength check with advantage because uh, Alicast is helping you. That's a 16. I don't think that's going to do it. Not even close. Like, you get the feeling that this this thing is so heavy that even if you were using oh. magic and everyone was helping, you would not be able to budget. Arno turns to Alicast and is like, why don't we, you've got a pickaxe, why don't you just smash some of these stones and go under it? That's a good idea. Um, Alicast uh, is going to do that. She's like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Um, and as soon, like, she picks up a pickaxe and she tries to, um, jam it into the ground and the pickaxe, like, a little, uh, magic spark goes off and the pickaxe, like, bounces off the floor and, like, pings off some of the walls and, like, lands on the ground. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, let's try politely, politely not. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Um, so he kind of steps <laughs> up to the closest wall and he's like, dunk, 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 dunk. <clears throat> Excuse me, hello, anyone there? Roll me a charisma check. 16. When you, you kind of bang on the metal and there's like a big, like a big multiple bouncing echo that you can hear on the other side of this metal. Um, and you call out and your voice does kind of ping around the box that you're in. And there's silence for about a full minute. And you're just listening. And then you hear a noise. It's like a weird 
short but repeating squeaking noise and it's getting closer. It's like and it's getting closer and closer and then it stops and from the other side of the metal wall someone says what do you want? go everything's gone dark mother the others decided to love the dreaming lord but i've been waiting for you where did you go mother i know you'll come back if i just wait i'll just 